Usher with bad habits on the morning program. And, of course, Chantel and I have no bad habits <laughs> at all. At all, man. Please Not. welcome to our morning show an individual who is getting ready to nominate uh, a 25-year veteran of the police department, I'm sorry, of the fire department, to become its chief. Good morning, Mayor Jacob Fry. Good morning, Freddie and Chantel. How you doing? All right, all right. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. You know, we're, we're off to a good start today. I'm talking with you guys. Good. Well, it's a wonderful thing. So uh, what is it, what attract, what uh, powered your decision to nominate uh, Brian uh, Brian Turner, I'm sorry, Brian Tyner, to lead Minneapolis's fire department? Well, let's talk about Brian Tyner. He is a son of the North Side. I was proud to put his nomination forward last week. As you mentioned, he's a 25-year veteran of the fire department, uh, has, has served the department in a number of different capacities, doing almost every single job that we've got. You know, he's pushed the department uh, to be more inclusive and, and open. He, he's championed diversifying the ranks. He's shown a whole lot of leadership. And in those instances, I, I think it makes sense to, to reward that, you know, excellent conduct and service. And, and, you know, he is now our chief. He will now be our chief moving forward. And, um, I, I couldn't, couldn't thank the wonderful service from Chief Friedel who preceded him. Uh, but no, I think uh, Chief Tyner is going to be the right person at the right time. Everyone, we're talking with Mayor Jacob Fry on the heels. Uh, well, that that appointment. Uh, when do you formally bring that before the council and uh, the committees? So November nineteenth will be the public hearing. Mm-hmm. Then December fourth will be the the final approval. Um, but you know, it's going through the the process right now to move forward. So with what we're facing right now, we've had uh, some just. Uh, just a, a really interesting year. I'll just put it mildly that way. Is uh, Chief Tyner, I'm calling him chief already, <laughs> would you characterize him as the fire chief for the times in which we live? I would characterize him that way. And, you know, let's not forget, he's already been the assistant chief. Uh, he has been working, you know, downtown in that front office, dealing with some of the most difficult circumstances, especially over the last year. Uh, and yes, he is the right person at the right time. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned that he was a son of, North, of the North Side, and right now having leaders uh, be people from and for the community is of paramount importance. You know, we've seen that with Chief Arredondo I, I, in our police department. I, I think it makes a whole lot of sense to bring that whole sense of community as well to our, our fire department. Um, and, you know, it, it's not that our fire department hasn't had that, that, that sense. You know, they've, they've done an extraordinary job, and this is just sort of the next step. Every time we get together, I always have uh, we always have a range of topics because it's so rare that we have this opportunity. So I want to go from fire. I want to go now to police with the demotion of Art Knight. Uh, what is your position? Uh, how do you? What is your reaction to Chief Arredondo demoting Art Knight? So I respect and I trust Chief Arredondo. I mean, that, that is the relationship that that we have set up where we kind of respect each other's leadership. Um, it's an ongoing partnership, and, and decisions with respect, especially to his cabinet, uh, are Chief Arredondo's and his alone. Uh, and so I'll, I'll leave questions about the chief's leadership and some of his decisions for, for him to emphasize. But, you know, he, he does have my support in defining the department the way that he sees fit. All right. Now let's move. This is a wide-ranging interview again. <laughs> we apologize. Yep. But uh, Chantel and I were talking in the green room about... Uh, 
uh, a story that was on Channel 5 last night about uh, people showing up at your condominium uh, trying to hang out uh, some type of banner or so forth. Are you concerned for your safety and that of your family with uh, just uh, in the times in which we live? So, so there were a, a group of, I don't know, 20 to 25 people that, that, that came to my home to, to protest. They were in favor of abolishing the police department. Um, and, you know, I, I'm all for public discourse. Uh, I'm all for protection of First Amendment rights. Uh, but those First Amendment rights stop at the next person's nose. And, you know, if, if you know, you're, you're, you're cussing off my, my wife, uh, and we've got a newborn in the home, by the way. Yeah, of course, I have a problem with that. I think I think any parent would, any husband would. Everyone, we're talking with Mayor Jacob Fry this morning on a range of topics this morning on KMOJ. Uh, do you have any uh, advice and, and thoughts to uh, people this weekend with the ho- with Halloween coming up and um, obviously with the safety of uh, with the pandemic and everything? Any thoughts out to uh, the people to be safe and to be cautious this Halloween? I do. You know, everyone wants to have a, a spooktacular Halloween, if you will. But uh, at the same time, we need to make sure that that spooktacular Halloween is safe. And so we need to keep doing some of the things that we've been doing already. And that means maintaining a, a proper physical distance. That means wearing a mask and not, you know, just like a, a mask of a, of a demon or a monster. Like we want an actual, like, medical mask that you put over your face and protects others. Uh, from what you may or may not be spreading. Um, we want to make sure you're, you're, you're washing your hands. We want one person distributing the community, uh, the, the candy, excuse me, if, if you so choose to, to participate in trick or treating. Uh, and you know, just, just continue doing the right things now. You know, we don't want large crowds. We don't want big parties. That, that is exactly the kind of behavior that leads to the spread. Right. And the final thought this morning, help us to feel secure about our vote that's coming up in six days. We know that there's, uh, there's voter suppression. I mean, that, that's a real thing. Uh, only one ballot drop-off point for an entire county in some states in the country. What can you say to Minneapolitans, those who are in St. Paul, just folks in our state and folks listening around the world, about feeling secure about their vote come this Tuesday? We are doing everything possible right now to make sure every one of our precinct locations are safe and accessible. And unlike other counties throughout the country, we, we, we don't just have one location where you can vote early. Uh, we have numerous. Um, you know, I, I just voted yesterday over at the Urban League on the, on the north side. And so, you know, head down there to Penn and Plymouth if, if you're a north sider and you can vote. Uh, we've got another location over at 980 East Hennepin, so on the, on the east side there. We've got a location downtown at Hennepin County Government Center. And then we've got a, a location in South Minneapolis, uh, South Minneapolis over at Longfellow. And so there's a number of different locations. Um, right now, we're just, just absolutely obliterating some of the records that we've seen previously. Already 126,000 people voted early. And that was, by the way, before yesterday. And so that number has likely gone up again. And that's like over 50% of our total voting population in, in Minneapolis. And so we're we're cooking right now, and and we want to we want to keep that momentum going because, uh, as you know, uh, Minneapolitans have a very long history of being 
the best voting city in the country. We vote more than like anybody else. Uh, and I want to retain that title. And, you know, I, I was talking with Mayor Carter the other day, and, and, and he's saying, you know, that, that St. Paul's coming for us this year, and so I don't want to mess around. You know, I, 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 we're not, we're, we can't lose this fight. we got we got to make sure that we're number one yet again. Well, when we were talking with Ron Harris last week, your chief resiliency officer, he says this is the most important election of our time, and I challenged him a little bit. Uh, isn't that uh, more cliche because all of the elections, especially the federal elections, are the most important for that time? Well, it, you know, it is always a cliche, but this guy cliche is right. Ron is absolutely correct. Uh, this is most definitely the most important election of, of our time. I, you know, I, I don't think it would surprise anybody, you know, who I'm supporting, which is uh, is, is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, uh, but, you know, we need to change. Uh, we need to restore some integrity to this position. And, and uh, you know, I, I feel strongly about that. All right. Well, do you have a final thought for us? We're just about out of time, and we want to make sure that, uh, I mean, we've covered all the bases, and a few more are still out there. What would you like to share with our audience before we have to say goodbye? Well, you know, Freddie and Chantel, I'm looking over, out over this sunrise right now, and so everyone, let's make it a, a spectacular day. Get out there and vote, and, uh, you know, go change the world for the better. All right. Mayor Jacob Fry can't thank you enough for being with us this morning, sir. And uh, thank you for living up to the promise to be with us more often on our show. Mm-hmm. Love, love hanging out with you all. We'll talk real soon. All right. Take thank care now. <laughs> Mayor Jacob Fry, 54 minutes past the hour, 7 o'clock, and we're not done. Not at all. Not